This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. It looks like a second bill from Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is about to become law. It's before President Joe Biden for signature. Tuberville released a video on social media after the Senate voted to pass the bill. It's called the Supporting Families of the Fallen Act. Tuberville explained what that legislation does and also urged Joe Biden to sign it into law. You may recall one such bill I introduced to clarify the information required on GI Bill benefit transfer forms. I'm proud to say the Senate unanimously passed the House companion to my bill last night, and it's heading to President's desk for his signature. I encourage President Biden to sign the legislation as soon as possible. Once signed into law, my provision will ensure eligible dependents are not barred from education benefits due to an easily fixable error. Like I said, it may seem like a small fix, but it will make a big, big impact. The senator introduced S-3606 into Congress back in February of this year. A recent report from the Family Research Council shows that violence against churches is on the rise across the nation. Between 2018 and 2020, there have been 420 acts of hostility against U.S. churches that included vandalism, arson, bomb threats, and more. In Alabama, the FRC listed five churches that were targeted with violence or vandalism since 2018. Those churches were in Butler County, the city of Montgomery, Somerville, and most recently in Vestavia Hills when a gunman opened fire and killed two people in 2022. States with more population have seen more violent actions take place. Those states were California, New York, and Texas. Two people are injured in Mobile after a shooting erupted at a Walmart. Authorities say that two different groups of individuals were involved in an altercation that took place at the self-checkout line. That's when the gunfire was exchanged. One male and one female had to be transported to a nearby hospital from the gunshot wounds. Chief Paul Prine spoke with Fox 10 TV News out of Mobile. Uh, Apparently an altercation ensued uh, where the two groups exchanged gunfire. Uh, How many uh, is not known at this time. Obviously at this part is under investigation. Uh, We had two individuals, a male and a female, uh, incidentally that was struck by gunfire. Uh, They have both been transported to the local hospitals to be treated for their injuries. Uh, Their condition is unknown at this time. Uh, I do not know what the altercation was about but I want to make sure uh, that we understand that the situation is consolidated. We have it under control. Uh, There are no shooters here. There is no active shooter. It was an altercation between two groups of people. A woman in Mobile is also in trouble with the law for trying to steal a vehicle that she was test driving at a car dealership. 36-year-old Lindsay Normand is also facing charges for the possession of drug paraphernalia. The incident happened at Palmer's Toyota earlier this week. Water problems resulting from freezing weather has created a need for drinking water. The city of Pantsville is dealing with a loss of water supply after many pipes have burst. Now the mayor and city council have been working to repair those busted pipes and get drinking water to those in need. In the town of Natasolga, the leadership has started handing out cases of bottled water to residents there. The water can be picked up at the town hall from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Natasolga's water tank is getting replenished from a nearby town, but this is taking a while and should be completed in the next three days. And a baby girl born in Huntsville has the unusual odds of sharing her birthday with both parents. Lennon Scott was born on December 18th to Dylan and Cassidy Scott. 
all, all of which share the same day as a birthday. The Huntsville Hospital for Women and Children told WIAT News that such an occurrence is a 1 in 133,000 chance. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a lawsuit against the Biden administration coming from the state attorney general of Florida is now revealing that the Department of Homeland Security released 150,000 illegal aliens into the U.S. interior during the summer of 2021, and they were never given a future court date or notice to appear in court for asylum claims. Florida AG Ashley Moody was able to gain access to DHS camera footage that recorded an official from the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency admitting to other agents that the 150,000 illegal aliens were admitted into the U.S. Breitbart News is reporting that a statement from A.G. Moody says that this is proof that the Biden administration is proactively releasing border crossers and illegal aliens into American cities and towns with no intention of deporting them, even if they're found to have invalid asylum claims. There are estimates now that by the end of 2022, at least 1.4 million illegal aliens have been allowed into the U.S. by the Biden administration. TikTok is on the chopping block for some members of Congress. House lawmakers, as well as their staff, are deleting the app from mobile phones and other devices. This comes after Congress passed a massive omnibus spending bill, and within that legislation, it included a ban on the use of TikTok for all executive branch devices due to its connectivity to the Chinese Communist government. The chief administrative officer for the U.S. House, Catherine Spinzer, sent out a memo this week to all House members and staff saying they're not allowed to download the app either on any house device. Spencer views the app as a high risk to users for security as well as surveillance coming from the Chinese Communist government. Well, the Twitter files saga continues. This week, the CEO of Twitter, Elon Musk, allowed for the release of more internal documents involving former Twitter executives and their collusion with big government. This latest release was to independent journalist David Zwig, and it's all about COVID-19. The Twitter thread that was written by Zwig shows that during the Trump administration, Twitter was called upon to moderate content that would downplay certain topics in order to avoid panic buying of items during the COVID-19 virus outbreak. Zwig then detailed out how the Biden administration came into control and leaned very hard on Twitter to censor information that was true about COVID-19 but inconvenient to the U.S. government policy. He also detailed out how the social media platform was asked to discredit doctors and experts who disagreed with the COVID-19 narrative and to also suppress ordinary Americans who were sharing some of the CDC's own data and pointing out the inconsistencies and misinformation from that agency when it comes to the COVID-19 virus. On the same day that Zwig's analysis was released, Elon Musk tweeted out that the new Twitter policy is to follow the science, which necessarily includes reasoned questioning of the science. And one of the many attorneys for former President Donald Trump has revealed that a lawsuit filed against the January 6th House Select Committee regarding a subpoena of Trump has resulted in that subpoena being withdrawn. Harmeet Dillon took to Twitter showing the letter coming from the House Select Committee in which the committee chairman, Bernie Thompson, admitted that the January 6th work is all done, the investigation is over, and there's no need to call Trump in. When the subpoena was first issued against Trump a few months ago, he replied that he would be more than willing to testify before that select committee, but only on one stipulation, that it would be publicly televised for Americans to watch from beginning to end. 
You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.